When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, welcome to a bonus edition of the Snooker Scene podcast. Uh, I've just been to see the nap, the uh, snooker play at the Crucible in Sheffield, the home of snooker. Very funny play. We're going to talk, I'm going to talk about it to uh, Matt from Pro Snooker Blog who came to see it with me. I should say I'm having a drink as well, so things go a bit... <laughs> Yeah, lopsided, then that's the reason. Um, well, where to start? I think the first thing, Matt, is uh, it's just weird being at the Crucible not to see snooker, but we kind of did see snooker. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been to the um, Crucible to see, well, to see non-snooker, as we put it once before, but that was, yeah, it's very uh, unusual. It took some, some while to process, to be honest. Because look- you go in, there's a table there, so you think, you know, so far, you know, okay. But it doesn't look like I don't, the, the arena is done up in, obviously, it's a theatre set. Yeah, absolutely. If, the thing that you notice at first is that it's, the floor is risen by so much, it's so much higher. Um, yeah, it, it, as we speak now, obviously, we've just come out a few minutes ago, and it's having watched it for a couple of hours, it's still very strange to get your head around, <laughs> to be honest. And this is from myself. You know, I've been there 11 years, you've been there yeah, longer. And yeah. We're so familiar with the building, yeah. um, and just seeing it in a different context is... Uh, but even just coming here, you know, like I said to you at the start, you expect to see the TV trucks outside... You expect to see the people at stage door. I, I felt sort of naked without my media bag. You know, it was just it was just weird. And yet the, the other elements are there. You know, the, you go in the seats, the lighting, and everything. We should talk about what the play's about. It's called the Nap. It's a comedy. It features uh, Jack O'Connell, who's a Hollywood star now, but uh, I think he's from Derby. He's a very fine actor, and he plays a, a young sort of idealistic snooker player who's making his way in the game. He's just turned pro. He's been to the Q School, which is one of a number of references we we'll get onto that were actually very true to life. And um, he kind of gets blackmailed into, into throwing a frame, so it's a little bit about sort of integrity and gambling and so on. And then the plot sort of twists a little bit, and there's a bit of a love story in there as well. Um, first, I think we should talk first of all about the actual sort of snooker elements, because I, I, I was sat there thinking, next to you, he's going to, you know, if there's anything, even anything slightly off, Matt's going to be sort of storming out. But there kind of wasn't, was there? It was, it was all very well researched. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking exactly the same about you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we were of one mind on that. But no, I mean, several little touches again without giving too much away mm. but they had the increased prize money total for the winner this year <laughs> spot on yeah. um, I think they knew we were coming actually yeah yeah, it was very well researched um, and yeah couldn't really even the it. scoring so they had like the scoring system yeah I was really yeah. impressed with that Especially the whole scene well again you don't want to give too much away but um, 
I was going to say you almost felt that you were there, but we were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but they, they obviously made a conscious effort. It, one, one thing that impressed me, they didn't, they weren't taking the mick out of snooker in any way. No, it was it was very actually very respectful, and and not least because it's at the Crucible. I mean, it's no accident that it's ended up here. They wanted to do a snooker play at the Crucible and there is they actually play snooker in it they've got John Astley who we must talk about because um, well A he got us the tickets but, <laughs> but B he, he plays two different players at different times and in the first scene he has to make a big break he has to win the frame effectively in one visit I'm sure they could have got round it if he'd have missed but there was pressure on he made a hundred break yeah. which is no mean feat I know that the, okay, the pockets are a little bit bigger than normal but the table is completely different because it's not got a slate bed it's got an MDF bed so it must have been a bit odd and put it this way I'll say this about the cushions there were no springy bounces <laughs> it was the very first thing that we noticed wasn't yeah. it the, um, the sound of the ball hitting the cushion was uh, a little bit different to on the uh, regular tables on the tour but yeah it was it was very impressive from John um, even with the um, he's a professional player but it was such an alien situation oh, for yeah. him I mean you if you think about it, this is someone like him who's a professional player, um, actually playing at the Crucible. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's a play, it's still yeah. the Crucible. Not many people get to do that. Yeah. So, but also, um, he, you know, say he was playing in the World Championship. If he, if he, you know, go to the table, you want to make a big break with the balls nicely set. If you don't, the only person you're harming is yourself. In this, if he doesn't make the break, he's damaging the production and, in effect, letting down maybe the other members of the team. But he, he, I mean, he. I thought he was superb and it wasn't just the way he played he acted the part as well he, he didn't just get down and play the shots he was sort of milking the drama when he went back to his seat he was sort of you know, playing the part of a snooker player you know, and, and clearly at the end he loved the, like, the ovation didn't he, he yeah he, he was acting and mm. um, as you said I think if I would have been there some of the jokes that were going on I would have been struggling to, not yeah. to laugh and yeah. obviously not a professional actor but he, he the, the biggest credit that you compared to John is that if you were there watching and you didn't know that he was a snooker player you would have thought that he was a member of the cast and an actor like yeah. anybody else and albeit really good at snooker exactly yeah. <laughs> but also the, the, there were a lot of sort of modern references that maybe not everyone in the audience would have got there were references to people like Mark Selby Shaw Murphy just in passing but they, it gave it an authenticity like I say it clearly been well researched didn't it yeah definitely um, and as you say the scoreboard was spot on Q school was referenced <laughs> the ICSS were referenced there were a lot of things in there that yeah simple simple fact is snooker fans would have loved it mm. and um the fact that we couldn't find too many faults of it was uh, yeah. a testament to the research. Yeah, I mean, it was very funny. I mean, humour is, is subjective, of course, but um, I thought it was very funny. It kind of zipped along at a, a great pace. Um, but the sort of central story as well kind of is true to life, even though it's sort of done comedically and played for laughs. I think what was true to life was the fact that whenever we've had sort of scandals in snooker, it's always been the people around the players who have basically caused it. The players... Are very trusting, and anyone who's been around snooker a number of years will know that. Let's put it this way: some of their sort of entourage and hangers-on are not always the most sort of straight people. And I think they they, they, they brought that across well. And, and the, the, the sort of the, the isolation of the player because he's on his own playing, they often do put their trust in people that they shouldn't. Yeah, it was to someone coming in who perhaps isn't too familiar with snooker. Not, I suppose you could almost say it was educational. Couldn't you? It was very. Um, True to life mm. representation of the dangers of what can happen and the mm. temptation that, that, that does exist mm. in the modern game, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and yeah, I thought that they, they carried that across really well. Mm. And there was one very straight, it was like a dream sequence where you, mm. you see snooker sort of being invented by British Army officers. Because I, at first I didn't realise it was a dream and then I kind of pieced it together. Um, again, though, that's, I think there was a definite uh, decision by the writer Richard Bean and the director Richard Wilson to sort of respect 
snooker and, and not, as I say, take the mickey out of it. It was, it was a very respectful play, wasn't it? And bearing in mind it's a comedy, there was a lot of opportunity to, to sort of take the mickey, but they didn't really, not, not out of the sport. No, I mean, we've all, obviously we've seen a lot of, um, we see a lot of articles in the press at this time of year um, that do take the mickey out of the sport, but the play was very well researched and it's, it's very careful, I think, to... Um, to be accurate and to be correct and to, as you said, be comedic, but some of the references in there, you know, to Sheffield, to yeah. um, culture in ge- modern culture in general, um, there was enough to cover um, anyone in there. It wasn't for the under-18s, put it that no, way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, most of the lines we can't repeat. No, not at all. But when it came to actual, the actual sport of snooker itself, um, I think it came out of it very well. Mm. And, and it was further proof of way the Taylor Davis 85 final sort of hangs over the sport because there's a lot of references to that and I'm not going to give away the ending but it kind of it, it ties in again I mean that, that's just something that you, you see the power of that because I guess that's something that the sort of non-snooker audience they, they know about because everyone knows about it yeah I mean we both laughed to each other when the yeah. 18 million came up and was mentioned yeah. again yeah. <laughs> as always but mm. um, yeah I mean what 30 years on it just shows the longevity of that moment and the, the hold that it will always probably have on the game. Um, I mean, obviously Richard Wilson is, is part of the production, which I will talk about, but um, he obviously knows his stuff, the researchers have known his stuff, but yeah, even if they hadn't done the research, the one thing that everybody knows yeah. who knows anything about Snooker or has ever heard of it is the 85 final. Yeah, yeah. Ralph Little's in it, uh, he's in the Royal Family, of course, and various other things, and plays different characters, and one of the characters he plays is, is a master of ceremonies. Did, did he remind you of anybody? <laughs> <laughs> the, the suit. I think it was the suit. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. He basically but, yeah. He's playing Rob Walker, isn't he? He is. A, a sort of, a sort of, if you can imagine it, an even more over the top, if I can say that, if uh, Rob's listening version, because he, his intros were genius. I thought they were like right, sort of basically poems. Uh, yeah, and they were never-ending poems. As <laughs> soon as they, yeah. um, as soon as they were delivered, he added an extra, um, an extra element to them. For yeah. want to avoid any spoilers, but yeah, I think we have to say as well it was an excellent call by yourself. You know, I, think I did. Yeah, you did call that one. Well, I thought because he originally comes in playing a manager, and, I, and the way he sort of he, he bounds on the stage, you used to Rob at the Crucible bounding on, and I thought, oh, is, is, is he Rob Walker? And then it, he was playing a manager, but later on, he does play an MC. And again, I suppose that's a, a little touch. They, they were probably, I think, they were here last year, weren't they? Richard Wilson was here, yeah. and they've just observed what, what goes on, and they want to keep it as authentic as possible it, it's kind of I wouldn't say it's a love letter to snooker because I, I suppose the subject matter you couldn't say that but it, it, it is maybe a love letter to the Crucible's association with snooker yeah I think <clears throat> I was thinking in there while we were watching there were one or two scenes that were unique to the Crucible that yeah. could only have happened here and you yeah. were watching them and you actually felt like for the last well again you don't want to go too much into it but um, there were certainly moments in the play where you felt that you were there watching an actual match yeah. at the crew. Well, we were watching an actual match. Well, when but he made that century, that absolutely, was, there was nothing else happening. There was no jokes or anything. It was just him playing. It's pure snooker. Yeah. But, um, there were other scenes where you could imagine them going on in the World Championship. I mean, there's one great line early on, um, and I, this has been. I've read this somewhere else already, so I know it's out there. But he says, "Yeah, it's not the Crucible, is yeah, it?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the line that sort of kickstarted the player. Really, mm. I thought it was a really good production. It was very slick. The acting was really good. Um, there's no weak link, was it? Yeah, everyone was on point. Yeah. I thought, and I think also, you know, you don't have to be a snooker fan to enjoy it. I think it's, you know, because it is a, a sort of human story as well. I think snooker fans will enjoy it, and I would certainly recommend it to any. But it's not necessity necessarily. No, not at all. Um, again, you know, as you say, there was the, uh, the the love story element to it, and the um, you know the other aspects. But 
I think obviously it helps to be a snooker fan, mm. but definitely um, anyone else coming to it, you know, people might even see that and then think they do want to come and see the Crucible next yeah. month. Yeah, you know, yeah. It might work the other way and actually convert people to come and watch snooker, yeah. which would be great for everyone. It was just weird not seeing all the usual people in the front row. <laughs> and it was weird for me being in the audience because I, I mean I've only ever been in the audience twice. When literally when I came when I was a kid to see the World Championship, normally if I'm in the arena, I'm in the press seats, which there weren't any press seats. Um, but um, yeah, it was kind of. I'm glad I came. It was it was weird walking in the crucible with no snooker, but then it kind of was snooker in a, yeah. weird, in a weird way. And there were there were a lot of things recognisable from the game. Even Jack O'Connell, that that character, you could imagine him being a snooker player. Yeah, definitely. Um, as you say, there were lots of familiar elements. Obviously, the building itself, but then the people on the door taking your tickets. Yep. Seen those before when I've gone in as a spectator myself. Um, yeah, it was very surreal and. To be honest, as we talk now, I'm still trying to get my head around it to some degree. Yeah. It was very unusual. Um, yeah, it, it was very odd. And as you say, not even... I mean, myself, I've been in the uh, media room for a few years now and going back through the front was a bit of a flashback. But, yeah, it was really enjoyable, though. Yeah. It, was, it was strange, but in a good way. Yeah, well, it's been really well-reviewed and it's on, I believe, until April the 2nd. Uh, I'm sure tickets are still available. So uh, if you are in the Sheffield area, or even if you're not, it's worth coming to see. You know, it's a play about snooker at the Crucible, so it's kind of special. And we must thank uh, John Astley uh, for arranging the tickets and also John Tomlinson from the Crucible as well. He gave us some really good seats. And uh, the nap, I think, gets the thumbs up from it. We're not theatre critics as such, but <laughs> we I, are now. I, but I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, as I say, come and see it. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. I'll finish my thank drink you. now. Cheers. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.